Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. All right, Ryan and Audrey, when you think of meditation, what comes to mind? Mm, closing your eyes and having a good rest. I picture, you know, the classic person sitting cross-legged on the floor <laughs> on a mat and, you know, also closing eyes and kind of, I don't know if they chant, but I don't know what I'm picturing. I'm totally wrong, right? Okay, you guys are both right in terms of the closing the eyes bit. <laughs> um, and I'll get into the purpose of meditation very shortly, but it's become quite a trend for people to listen to terms like meditation and then want to give it a go using apps like Calm, Headspace. There are so many of them. Quite like timely conversation because a lot of us now are reflecting on our mental health. And Correct. this year, I think, is something I want to focus on more. Exactly. But it's important to understand why we meditate in the first place, right? We all essentially want the same thing, which is to be free, right? Which is to be free of our problems, to feel at peace, to have a lasting sense of happiness. Yeah, I think all of us want to be happy. Yeah, we don't want fleeting feelings of happiness, right? And essentially, if we investigate this further, we want to be free of our own suffering, like the suffering that we do to ourselves, yes. not that is done to us. So the nature of our existence is such that we suffer from our attachments to things, to people, to our environment, as well as to our desires, right? And our desires are driven by our senses. So what we smell, taste, touch, see, hear, etc., right? So you see a toy in the store, and then thought creates an image of that toy saying, I really want to buy it. And then in that moment, your desire is born. Right. And the foundation of all of this, right, of the suffering is thought or the thinking mind. It makes us tense and tight. So the most obvious signs of stress and tension are in the body. So the mind generates an idea, you compound it with more thoughts, which more often than not are not useful. Uh, we get caught in a mental narrative, and then these ideas inform your body. So when you feel anger, you can feel different parts of your body tightening mm -hmm. up. So at the very basic level, uh, meditation is about release, right? It's about letting go, about letting experiences be as they are, without judging them, without analyzing them. So the act of sitting still in meditation is a reflection of the kind of person that you are. So under duress, are you a stressed person? Are you a relaxed person? When you're a beginner, you probably have noticed this, and I did too, you move a lot during your practice. It's mm. actually an indication of how uncomfortable you are inside your own body, and you actually discover how much you actually don't like yourself. Right. Okay, <laughs> I can imagine you know, being able to go through that and then coming out of it a better person because it helps you to manage your emotions. Like if you're angry, how long do you keep angry for, right? Exactly, because you're causing your own pain there if you're angry, if you stay angry. The other person doesn't really care. Yeah, They're yeah. not going to lose sleep over it. So this, in my opinion, is the beginning of real change. It's not the same as, oh, I've just gone through a really tumultuous breakup and I need to go to the gym. That's externally you look great, but our awareness is 24-7 looking outwards, right? Through our senses. Meditation is about turning that awareness inwards. Mm. Um, it's like shining the light of awareness inside and realizing that most of the issues you encounter are self-created. What that does is it brings me to a common misconception of meditation. What do you think that is? Mm, that people find inner peace somehow? It's actually that we must get rid of our thoughts. Right. Clear our minds, silence them, repel them, distract ourselves. All of that actually disturbs the mind even further, right? Because if you think of the mind as like a glass of water, the activities, i.e. your thoughts, you start to muddy the water, right? And then you, as the person wanting to get rid of those thoughts, you put your hand in and you stir it even further. It becomes even more chaotic. Mm. What happens if you leave the mud and the glass alone? The mud will eventually settle to the bottom by itself. So just like day turns to night, 
in-breath leads to out-breath, the mind or the thoughts self-liberate themselves. Okay. So if you leave them, you're more likely to have success in clearing your mind as opposed to forcefully doing it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, so much goes on day to day. So it's easy to lose sight of what we're doing all of this for because we're yes. so stressed with work and with life. So when you went to your meditation retreat, did you have trouble kind of, you know, putting your phone away? You say you locked it up in a suitcase just to completely like not isolate yourself, but to be more present and to look inwards. Did you have trouble doing that at the beginning? No. Not at all, actually. The first time I knew I had paid money for this and I wanted to get the <laughs> most out of it. And the recommendation was be away from your digital devices and employ a vegetarian diet, right? And I did both because I knew I wanted to get more out of it. And I did because of that. Because even if you distract yourselves for five minutes, 10 minutes a day, you're in that sort of silo environment. You don't want to have that disrupt any part of your retreat. So that definitely helped. And I think the second time around, the first time, both times it was quite easy for me to do. Mm. I would highly recommend it to both of you. I think that we should go. All right. I am going to sign up as soon as this show is over. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.